Amen. That's not a common <clears throat> thought today uh, in religion. Uh, we, uh, we depend so much on Christian liberty, but we claim liberty to the point that we don't owe the Lord anything. And, um, and that's a shame because we do. We owe him everything. We do. Back to our text <clears throat> in Acts chapter number 17. And I'll catch my composure here. Acts chapter number 17. And I said I'm, the title of it is Somebody, Some Lady, and Some Others. As I was uh, studying for the class, I kind of focused in on the, the name Damaris uh, there in verse number 34 of our text. Uh, and, uh, and the name is a very um, uncommon name. Uh, there's a uh, Food Network star named Damaris. Uh, remember, uh, she uh, won uh, a few years back, and, and uh, she's a southern kind of a cook, and I enjoy uh, watching what she makes. In fact, I've tried to even make some of the things uh, that, uh, that she makes. And, and so that name, Damaris, is uh, it's the only other time I've heard it uh, was with her. And, uh, and you ever kind of start looking at stuff and sometimes even regret that you digged a little bit deeper? Uh, I did that a little bit with Damaris, and so I started to study, uh, who's this Damaris? She is only mentioned one time uh, in the Bible, and the only thing that I found out about her is that her name means heifer um, or calf. Uh, that's, the, that's the only thing, and uh, let me, if you don't get anything out of this message today, I mean, we today, we have weird names like Scout and, uh, you know, and weird stuff like celebrities who name their kids, but back then, uh, names had significance, and you would name someone and whatever, and so I don't know what was in her parents' mind uh, when they did that, but they named their daughter uh, Heifer, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so I would say don't do that uh, today, uh, would be, be kind of a bad idea, uh, but that's the only thing that I found out about Damaris. Nothing else is mentioned really in history uh, about this woman. Uh, there's some speculation uh, as to why she was there, and I might get into that here in a little bit. And for those of you who are in my Sunday school class, uh, you'll get a little bit of uh, some repeats as we work up to this part of the passage. Uh, but uh, there were two people mentioned. Uh, one was a man uh, who was part of uh, the Areopagus. Uh, the Areopagus is where Paul was preaching, and I don't want to, for sake of time, get into everything about this sermon, but it was one of the, the best sermons in the Bible, uh, and, uh, and he's calling uh, these people who, uh, who worshipped and studied and philosophized about uh, thousands upon thousands of gods. Uh, he kind of spun that uh, and preached the message about the unknown God and really laid it out. Uh, he told them uh, that their ignorance, in fact, let's back up just a little bit. Uh, in verse number 30, it says, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, that's Jesus Christ, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead." Uh, Paul preached the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel contains, of course, obviously in that message is why he came to die. Uh, he came to die for my sins. Uh, he came to die for your sins. Uh, our precious Savior shed his blood uh, at Calvary uh, so that our sins could be paid for. Uh, he was our substitute. He died in my place. If you're here today and you're saved, he died in your place. Paul was preaching... Uh, that, uh, that very fact, uh, but it also includes the fact that we serve a risen Savior. The resurrection is the keystone of our faith, uh, and when he began to, uh, to tell them, in fact, uh, you know, he, he told them they were ignorant a little while ago, and they didn't really get mad at that. 
Um, but when you begin to, uh, to question someone, someone's kind of uh, thinking about God or gods in, in this sense uh, and challenge them, uh, then you get a little bit of pushback. And so he begins to mention the resurrection here and then gets cut off, I believe. Uh, his sermon may be cut a little bit short as they interrupt in verse number 32, which is our text. And when they heard the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Uh, and that's what uh, is a common reaction. Uh, what do you mean, uh, rose from the dead? Remember, this was a group of people who were intellectuals. Uh, they were, uh, you know, in their own mind's eye, filled with wisdom. Uh, they were the know-it-alls of, uh, of Greek culture at that time. And, uh, and just like the Jewish Sanhedrin, they would be there, they would debate uh, all things spiritual. And when Paul was invited in front of the Areopagus uh, it, uh, to, to speak, uh, it wasn't done because they were trying to catch him up in anything. It wasn't a hostile thing. Uh, they were curious about uh, this new thing that he was, that he was teaching. Uh, and he had been in the area. Uh, he had seen the, the city wholly turned to idols. It broke his heart. Uh, he was, uh, as he was waiting for his ministry helpers to get there, uh, he was, he was uh, debating and talking with people in the, in the synagogue, also uh, in uh, the marketplaces. And so he had spent some time in the area and word had gotten out. And they said, hey, Paul, why don't you come in uh, to uh, Mars Hill uh, and, and tell us and speak to us. And so he took what uh, they believed uh, and he turned that into uh, the gospel message and challenged them and said that, uh, that all men everywhere are supposed to repent. He said this ignorance of serving you know, idols and all this nonsense, uh, God has winked at it for a time, uh, but uh, God is a righteous judge and he is going to judge everyone by that same man, Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, by saying that, uh, they already understood and knew uh, that he was crucified uh, and, uh, but risen again the third day, according to the scriptures, that's what Paul uh, was preaching. And it's a fact uh, of scripture, and it's something that, uh, that if without the resurrection, uh, we're all hopeless. Uh, there, there's just no use for us even being here uh, in church at all. Uh, so uh, some of them mocked him, uh, made fun of him, uh, cut the message short. But it says this, and others said, we will hear thee again. Uh, of this matter. And so maybe, you know, a little hope. If I knock on someone's door uh, and, uh, and they, uh, they come to the door and I introduce myself and why I'm there and say, I'd like to invite you to the church, I pastor, and uh, give them a gospel. Hey, do you go to church anywhere? And they say, you know what? I, I, you know, um, I can't talk right now. Uh, we're just on our way out the door. Uh, I typically don't go, okay, thanks, and, and walk off. Uh, I'll say, um, well, is there another time I can come back and, uh, and catch you at home? And, uh, and they might say, well, I'll, we'll, be, we'll be here next Saturday. All of a sudden, you know, I think of this, they'll hear me again on the matter. Uh, and there's hope that maybe I'll be able to present uh, the gospel to them. Uh, there are others kind of like uh, King Agrippa who said, almost persuadest thou me to be a Christian. Uh, when someone tells me, I know I believe that, uh, but, you know, just not right now or right now is not the time. And uh, maybe someday in the future, I think, well, uh, they'll hear me again on the matter. And so there's some that will mock a gospel witness. Uh, there are others who might be, maybe leave the door open, maybe not wide open, but if there's a crack, uh, you know, I'm going to stick my foot in it <laughs> uh, and uh, give myself another opportunity uh, to share the gospel with that uh, individual. 
Uh, But then it says in verse 33, so Paul departed from among them. He left. He wasn't pushed out. He wasn't chased out like he was uh, in other cities. And uh, the word of God goes on to talk about going to Corinth and uh, and, uh, and also uh, we have Thessalonica in Berea. Uh, And God did uh, great things there. Um, And the danger, um, a danger, is we read these scriptures uh, we, we can look at all that God did uh, in, uh, in Ephesus and uh, Achaia and, uh, and uh, Thessalonica, Berea, uh, Philippi, uh, and think that God didn't do very much in Athens. Uh, Athens was uh, a, obviously a major city steeped in Greek mythology and philosophy and, uh, and all that we have uh, with the context of this sermon. Um, but it says that some people were reached. Uh, as we read, it says, how be it? And that's why I said each and every one of us, if you're saved today, is a how be it. Like, I went to youth camp in 1987, and the word of God was preached. And, uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of teenagers that uh, weren't doing right and whatever in camp. I was there. I was in the, I was in the dorms. I heard the language. I heard all kinds of stuff uh, that was going on uh, at, at youth camp. Uh, how be it? Uh, God did reach some, and he reached me uh, that year, 1987. I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I looked up the word howbeit, and it said it's archaic. (laughs) Uh, The dictionary says it's obsolete, it's archaic. And so it means nevertheless uh, and or uh, although. Uh, So even though there was people that mocked, they didn't want anything to do, and Paul had to leave uh, Athens and uh, and move on with his ministry, it says howbeit. Uh, certain men clave unto him and believed, among the which was Dionysius the Areopagite. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Uh, and, uh, and so he was uh, one of the councilmen in the Areopagus. Uh, and, uh, and, he, and he was, he's the somebody in my title. Uh, he's, he, was, he was somebody. Uh, and uh, he, uh, as you think of the collective wisdom of all these philosophers and all their accumulated knowledge and whatnot, I think this guy was the wisest guy of all by the fact that he believed what Paul was preaching to the acknowledgement of Christ and enclave, of course, to the Lord and to the Apostle Paul. There, you know, there were some earlier in this passage says they consorted with him, and there are some that to him, uh, and uh, he believed, and he became a follower of Christ, and then also a follower of Paul. In fact, Paul says elsewhere in the New Testament, follow me as I follow Christ. That's my goal as a pastor. Uh, you know, I want you to follow uh, me as a pastor, as an under-shepherd of this church, as I follow uh, the Lord. Uh, and Paul, you know, he had no, um, you know, hesitation uh, in saying that in the Word of God. And so this guy uh, gets saved. But just like religion, there's not much that's even said about him uh, as you look up history. But what happened uh, was um, Catholic history uh, began to fill in all the blanks uh, where, uh, where the Word of God uh, is silent. And so Catholic history has uh, this Areopagite uh, as the, the Bishop uh, of Athens. Uh, and, uh, and then um, there's different historical or beliefs that he wrote this thing and that thing. Uh, and by the way, a lot of those things uh, are heresy. Uh, and here's what I believe. Uh, I believe that when somebody, if, if, if this man, uh, let me try it, I got to look at it to say it, Dionysius. <laughs> Dionysius the Areopagite 
was truly, sincerely born again, uh, then uh, he is a changed creature. Uh, he was he was made new, uh, and uh, and and through that, with the Holy Spirit indwelling, uh, we are able to navigate uh, and understand what is uh, wisdom that's from above, uh, or wisdom that is sensual and devilish and earthly. Uh, and I just don't think that a sincerely saved child of God uh, would be the uh, would be the bishop uh, of Athens, uh, and with all the heresy uh, that they would attribute to him. But where the Bible is silent, uh, we like to, we like to uh, kind of throw some things in there uh, and, uh, and build the history around itself. In fact, that's what they do with Peter. Uh, you know, by the way, Peter never went to Rome. Uh, Peter wasn't the first pope. All right. And so just let that settle in. Uh, and that's about all you hear about Catholicism this morning. Uh, and uh, but, but I, th- I think in heaven there'll be some saved Catholics. Saved Methodists, Presbyterians, whatever. Uh, I don't think there's going to be, uh, you can't be a saved uh, Jehovah's Witness and Mormon, they don't believe in Jesus, the Son of God. And uh, we get saved through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And, and, uh, and I believe that there are people who hear the gospel get saved, uh, and, uh, and they, you know, they're bought into what, you know, whatever um, you know, they've been believing, and they don't want to change. Uh, I remember at one time we had a bunch of folks that had come over uh, and uh, from Nazarene Church and had united with our church and some got baptized and rejoined. And, and uh, there was one lady, she'd been Nazarene for 65 years. So she told me, Pastor, I love it here, but I'm going to die in Nazarene. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, you know, more power to you. Uh, and uh, so she never united with our church and membership. And there's just some people who, you know, that's just how they are. They love the Lord. Um, but they belong to whatever it is that they would belong to. And so they kind of co-opted uh, this gentleman uh, and, uh, and made him all kinds of things which, uh, which are suspect. Uh, we don't know if they're necessarily true or not. Uh, there are uh, early church fathers and theologians and uh, people who write stuff, uh, and they would attribute those things to him. But, he, but, uh, but we know at this point in time, he was a somebody in Athens, uh, and, uh, and under Roman control, but, uh, but boy, he was, he was studying. He heard, he heard Paul uh, preach uh, that uh, Jesus uh, was, died and rose again, heard the gospel, and he chose to repent uh, and to trust Jesus Christ as his Savior. Howbeit, uh, even though uh, they, they were mocked, uh, Paul was mocked, even though uh, some wouldn't believe, uh, there was a man uh, and, uh, and, and, and a miracle. I mean, every salvation is a miracle. Uh, but, when, but when you witness, and if you ever witness, and by the way, you should, by, you, know, you should witness. Uh, you're to preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, and, uh, but when, when you talk to people um, with uh, alphabet soup behind their name, they're Dr. So-and-so, PhD, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and uh, it's like um, much learning hath made them mad. Uh, and uh, the more degrees you get, uh, the smarter you are, uh, and, uh, and um, uh, how dare you, ignorant Christian, condemn me uh, and telling me this and tell me that. Uh, the Bible says much about, uh, about riches and, uh, and, and the kingdom of God and all this different stuff, uh, but uh, probably the most difficult obstacle to overcome is when somebody um, uh, thinks they know more than God. Uh, and anything, by the way, the Bible says, that exalted itself above the name of God, 
uh, is something that we should, uh, we should preach against. We should, uh, we should fight against that. Uh, and uh, it's a, boy, you, you're kind of arrogant. You think you, uh, you come here and condemn me. What is arrogant is when you cast away the truth of God's word uh, and trust in your own intellect and whatever. Uh, and so here was a man, for all cases, you know, uh, he, he would be somebody who would even listen to uh, this simple gospel. But the Holy Spirit got involved, uh, and he got saved, and so a somebody got saved. But then it says, some lady got saved. Well, I said that, <laughs> uh, but her name's Damaris. Nothing is really said about her, as I've already talked about. Um, here's what history would say. They say, well, why was this lady there? How did she hear this sermon? Because back in those times, uh, they, it, was, it was different for ladies. They were kind of uh, sequestered and secluded. They weren't involved in some of these different things. And long story short, here's what people concluded, theologians, that the reason this lady heard it is she must have been, because in that culture, Greek culture at that time, uh, if you were a courtesan, an intellectual courtesan, a companion uh, of one of the leaders, that you, she would be present uh, to hear Paul's sermon on Mars Hill uh, because she was uh, probably a prostitute uh, and was there. Uh, but here's how dumb sometimes theologians can be. If you go back just a little bit further in the passage, you'll see that Paul didn't just preach one message uh, in, at Mars Hill. Uh, he was in the synagogues. Uh, he was also in the market daily disputing, debating, and preaching. Uh, and so I personally don't think uh, that Damaris uh, was uh, an escort uh, turned into an evangelist, is what they would say. Uh, but, she, but the Bible doesn't really say anything. She was just a lady. Uh, and, uh, and, um, but God, uh, in his, and by the way, when you think of the inspiration of God in, in verbal plenary inspiration, Luke writing uh, the book of Acts after the book of the things that happened in the books of Acts happened. Uh, and uh, I, maybe, maybe some of these people that are mentioned um, helped uh, in that process even uh, in uh, the writing because it was communicated. And uh, so I don't really know. But all I know uh, is that uh, somebody got saved and then some lady got saved. And then it says some others. Now it's bad enough that you get your name mentioned and then there's really nothing about you in, in there. Uh, but some of them didn't even get their names mentioned at all. And let me say this. Uh, in our service for God, um, a lot of that, when, if you serve God for any length of time, there's a lot of things you do for the Lord that nobody sees. Uh, nobody notices. In fact, I, I believe God places a premium on that kind of service. And God rewards us in heaven uh, and blesses us in ways that we don't even understand. Uh, and, uh, but because we're human beings, we want a pat on the back, and we want, you know, we want an award, we want, we want notification. Um, and and I'm, the, I'm the same way. I don't know how many times I've got under conviction uh, when, when I'm listening to some other preacher uh, preaching, uh, and, uh, and uh, like, let's say it's, well, I'm at a fellowship meeting or whatever, and, and there's a preacher preaching or whatever, and they're like, and, and Brother Reno, whatever. Like, I would get like, okay, like, when's he going to, like, call up my name? Like, when are they going to say something? When are they going to say something nice about me? Because that's what we, we want. That's our, just our human sinful pride in our nature. Uh, and, uh, and every single time, like, I'm like, like uh, I'm like shaking my head and whatever. It's like, it's, it's just so dumb. You say, that's dumb, Pastor. But you're the same way. 
Um, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, we want, we want to be mentioned. That's why as pastors, hey, hey you, know, you know who you are. You, all the people that help with Vacation Bible School. Now, I named a couple, but some of you might have got, well, he didn't say my name. Uh, you ought to confess that as sinful pride, just like I do, uh, and, and get it right. Uh, and understand uh, that the stuff that you're, you don't get mentioned in or for, it's probably, those are probably works that, uh, that uh, go through the refiner's fire and are gold and silver and precious uh, and not wood, hay, and stubble. And all that stuff we do so we can get on a pat on the back, uh, that, all that kind of stuff just burns up at the judgment seat of Christ. And so some important guy got saved. Uh, I almost said some dude and a heifer. <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was, uh, and uh, and uh, I just said it. Uh, and, uh, and so a guy got saved. Uh, a lady named Calf <laughs> uh, got saved. And then some other people got saved. Uh, and, uh, but from that, there wasn't a church that was established in Athens. He goes on to Thessalonica, Berea, and other places I've mentioned. And God did great works there. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but uh, God says... Um, how be it, some people got saved, named two people, not a whole lot of details, and then a bunch of some other people got saved, uh, but it was just a fledgling amount of people. And, uh, and it's almost like you have a, the temptation to look at it, oh, that's kind of sad uh, that only a few people got saved. Um, but we can never, I illustrated this with Vacation Bible School, we can never put a price on a soul. Uh, and all that Paul had gone through uh, in uh, you know Athens and this sermon and all it, all of that uh, for those converts that were there, um, it, it was worth it. We sang we sang that song. Uh, you know it will be worth it all this morning in Sunday school. And, and if you're saved, you should believe that it will be worth it all. Um, God's still in the saving business, uh, and He's saving people. But here's the here's the main point that I want to get across. Turn, turn with me to I had you turn to Jeremiah chapter number nine. And uh, I'm going to be skipping over some of this other stuff here uh, and uh, getting right into uh, the main thing here today. In Jeremiah chapter number 9, I love the prophet Jeremiah. and uh, He's called, of course, the weeping prophet. And he was another one who served and did and, and, and just weeped and prayed and suffered. Uh, and nobody, nobody listened. Uh, it was like, you know, uh, that was his ministry. By the way, we can never, whether it's, it's a, a message or a ministry of the Apostle Paul in Athens, uh, or if it's the prophet Jeremiah and the children of Israel, uh, or if it's uh, some, some preacher, church planner that goes to a place like Seattle, uh, uh, you know, the seven hills of Seattle, uh, and all of its uh, intellectual uh, and uh, uh, can't, you know, can't tell them anything uh, different, uh, know-it-all type of culture, because that's, that's where we live. Um, we, we live in a, in a place, and with all of its you know, uh, vices and everything else, uh, it's, it's just an area that is steeped in philosophy and intellectualism and your own truths and all that kind of stuff, and it's, and it's a difficult area to live in. And it's a very difficult area to minister in uh, because of the things that you encounter, which you should be encountering because you're a gospel witness. Amen? Amen. Telling people about Jesus, that Jesus loved them. Taking the conversation, whatever it is, just like Paul did uh, in Athens, and turning it right back around. And he says, hey, let me tell you about that unknown God. Uh, he's not a God who's made uh, with hands. And, uh, and laid it all out. Uh, and, uh, and some said, you're crazy. Uh, some said, We'll listen to you another time. 
and then a man, a woman, and some other people uh, got saved by the grace of God uh, in, that, in that place. And who knows what happened to him? Uh, you know, uh, one day I'm going to get to heaven, and I'm going to try to find that lady. Uh, I'm not going to go heifer <laughs> uh, and uh, see if she answers. I'll call her by her uh, Bible name. Uh, and, uh, but uh, but uh, I want to, I wanna, I'm kind of curious, uh, like what happened? Did you like, did you move to Thessalonica or uh, did you, was she martyred? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know uh, the history. It is left there. Uh, and, uh, but here's, here's, uh, and this is the key uh, as we read this in uh, Jeremiah chapter nine, verse 23. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exer- exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. And by the way, he, he delights in us. Uh, doing those same things and uh, what makes the Lord, what the Lord delights in, what makes him happy is something that we as Christians should strive uh, to do and, and uh, as well. Uh, but he says, we, if we have wisdom, we're not supposed to glory in our wisdom. Um, if, we have, if we have strength and might, we're not to glory in that. There's a lot of things that we, you know, when I was growing up, my dad, my dad wasn't saved and uh, I don't think he got saved. And uh, and by the way, I believe the Bible, and, um, and as much as I want to, you know, will my dad into heaven, uh, if he didn't know Jesus as a Savior, he's not there. Uh, and it breaks my heart, uh, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I hope and I pray that, you know, as I laid, uh, you know, my Bible out, as I, as I preached to him, uh, that he had gotten saved. But, but, I, but I have to believe the Bible, even though uh, thoughts of my own dad uh, being in hell today are their haunting kind of thoughts. Uh, but the Bible says y- y- you, don't, you don't go there except through Jesus Christ. And, um, and he used to say to me, like, you know, like if I was going to do, he's like, you're a Reno. And this is what Reno's do. And by the way, most things that Reno's did are things that Reno's can't do today. Uh, and, uh, and so, well, that's, you know, this is Reno. And ever, you ever, like, um, get those little things in, on Facebook where they, they, they steal your name and they put it on T-shirts? And then they try to sell them to you. And so, you know, it's something like, oh, this is the Reno way on a T-shirt or whatever. And, uh, and so he said, we have to, you know, I taught you everything I know uh, about, say, fishing or whatever. I say, Dad, I could teach you some things as well, uh, uh, and uh, I'll hear this matter another time. Uh, and, uh, you know, and so we're not supposed to glory in who we are. In fact, Paul says, I'm a, 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 of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, and uh, if anybody can boast, I can boast. He says, but I count all things but loss for the excellency of Christ. He says, I'm a somebody, uh, and, uh, but, uh, it, but, but I have to put that away. Jesus, uh, Jesus saved me. Now I'm a nobody. Uh, and, uh, and we talked a little bit about that. So he says, you can't glory uh, in, in wisdom uh, and in, uh, in might and strength uh, or in riches, uh, but to glory in this. And here's, the, here's my main thought. Turn with me just back to, to Acts chapter number 17 again, and, and you see that lady here. I have this, I have this little note uh, right underneath this text uh, in my Bible, uh, right underneath 34. I have Damaris is there, and I have a little arrow uh, and here's what I have next to that arrow. I says, we don't, we don't know anything about Damaris other than her name, what it means. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know. Um, she, she, maybe she was 
Um, we can speculate that she had maybe something to do, the first century church, uh, that she gets honorable mention here, but we don't know. Um, but what God does want us to know, the most important fact about her life was that she was saved. That's what, that's what is, here's Damaris. All we know, she was saved. He could have he said she was beautiful, uh, could have said that she was rich, could have said she was, uh, had prominence and whatever. He could have called her out like he, you know, Paul did others in uh, the Church of Corinth or whatever, maybe if she did wrong and uh, maybe had a negative, uh, a negative testimony for all eternity uh, in the Word of God, but he didn't do that. He just, he just said, this guy got saved, this lady got saved, and some others got saved. The most important fact about um, those two people, Damaris, she was, that was the genesis of, my, of all my thoughts about this, and those other people, most important fact is that, they're, that they were children of God, that they got saved. And, uh, and so here's what I want you to remember today. Well, number one, if you're here today and you're not saved, I hope that in a moment as we give the invitation uh, that you'd bow your head and, uh, or you come talk to somebody and, uh, and we can show you from the Bible um, how much Jesus loves you and wants to save you. And, uh, and he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. In fact, Paul, uh, Paul said that uh, in verse number 30. He says that God calls all men everywhere to repent. That's all, that's all men then, that's all men now, and that's, every, that's everywhere. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He wants, he wants people to get saved. And you might be here today and say, if I was to die right now, Pastor, I don't know where I would go. Uh, and uh, and, and I, I, I don't know if I'm saved, I don't know if I'm lost. Uh, and my prayer is and hope is that during the invitation time, you'll let somebody help you get that settled uh, in your life. Uh, but Christian, here's what I hope that you understand, is that it doesn't, it doesn't, the only fact that really matters about your life is whether you belong to him or not. We know, and I can't get into it, it's already 12 o'clock, uh, but we've been created in his image and for his glory. We his, work, his workmanship. When we got saved, he made me, uh, he's redeemed me, he's bought me with a price, I'm not my own. Uh, as we sang that song, I live my whole life as a debtor. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. And, and, it's a, and it's a futile effort. I understand that. I can never repay God for what he's done for me. I can't. But I'd rather live my whole life as a debtor uh, and think of myself as a slave uh, than to turn the grace of God in lasciviousness and take his liberty and use it as an occasion of the flesh uh, to serve myself. And by the way, so I don't believe that. I don't think God would want me uh, to think that I'm a slave. He only calls you that in the Bible. He's, he's, he says you're a, a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, you've been set free from sin to serve him. And, uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying uh, to, to, to live that way uh, in my life. Uh, but here, but it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money you got, what kind of car you drive. It, it, it doesn't matter if your community wants to name libraries after you because you were such a great citizen. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, tall, short, whatever, uh, pretty, pretty ugly, uh, you know, whatever. What matters, the, the most important fact about you is, is are you saved? And, um, and so I, that's, that's what I get when I see that lady's name. There's nothing, nothing about her we know. But we want, we want to be honorably remembered. 
Um, I think, by the way, I think it's important for you to, uh, to, to leave a legacy in the sense that you've lived for Christ and that, that people have gotten saved because you've ministered to them and uh, you've raised you know, your family and all that. I'm not, I'm not taken away from any of that. There, there's a part of our life and our testimony uh, and uh, a legacy can be a good legacy and a bad legacy. But, but God said about her, nothing, but she's saved. And, and that's, that's, what I, that's what I get. And, uh, and I know that, <clears throat> you know, you got to work. And I know that there's things that you like to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, on your off time. And uh, there, there are, you have goals and aspirations and, and everything else. But if you don't understand from reading your Bible um, that, that you don't belong to you, and that God has a purpose and a plan, and that there's a lot of times that our purposes and plans don't line up with His. And, and, and we get uh, like sheep, the Bible, we're, we sing that song, we're prone to wander, and, we, and we're, we're out of focus. We are constantly having to re-up our commitments that we've made to God and the promises that we've made to Him. Uh, we're like, God, if you get me through this, I'm going to do better. And then we do better for a little while, and then we're just back at it. Uh, we are in constant maintenance mode because of our, of our sinful nature. Uh, and, uh, and we're just feeding the flesh and feeding the flesh and not living in the spirit. But the fact of the matter is the only thing that matters about you. And, uh, and by the way, I, I, recently I've talked about, you know, been the funerals where there's like tons of people, been to funerals, somebody lives there, you know, to be 100 and there's like a handful of people there. I mean, it's, it's like hit and miss. And uh, there are some people that, that, that die and nobody knows. And they go off into some, you know, somebody, some stranger is burying them in a cemetery somewhere. Not a friend around or whatever. Uh, and um, there are people who live and make a lot of money and then, you know, that's all they're known for. And uh, they leave it back and their family's fighting over it for, you know, decades. And there's some that, you know, live in obscurity. And, uh, and, but in, in the eyes of God, um, they're a child of God and they love the Lord. And, and um, you know, there are going to be people in heaven who are lined up and have all kinds of rewards and you don't know anything about them. And, uh, but God does. I don't, know, I don't know this lady. God knows her. And, uh, and he made sure that you and I understood uh, that in an area like Athens or like in an area... Uh, like the greater Seattle-Tacoma area uh, and uh, in all of our dot-coms and all the whatever and just all the, uh, and, uh, and, and we, are, we live in a, a wicked, wicked, um, just pagan area. But there's going to be some howbeits uh, that hear the gospel and get saved. And that is all that matters. It, none, nothing else matters. Um, we know it's temporal. We know. Uh, we read the Bible and intellectually understand uh, we can't take it with us when we go. And, uh, and, uh, and we need to have our affection set on things above. But we live this week and next week and a month and a year from now and five, ten years from now doing the same thing. And what's important to us is just not important to God. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and if, it, if it takes a lady named Heifer... Uh, to, to help you understand and to remember the only thing that matters is if you're saved, then great. Um, because if, if you live like that's the only thing that matters, it, it puts everything else in perspective.
Um, and, and the reason, the reason why we are so distracted and so divided uh, and, and, and our attention span for the things of God uh, are just so small is, is because, because it's, not, it's not as important to us uh, as it should be. But when you realize that God made you and saved you and has a plan uh, and, uh, and all of it is to bring glory to Him, that everything you do is bring glory to God, um, then that'll, that, that should change your schedule, should change what you get involved with uh, in your life, it should change who you're hanging around with, it should dictate everything. Uh, and, um, and, and I love how God places um, the name of one woman in the book of Acts, which by the way, most people kind of like, yada, yada, skippy, skippy over it because it's like, you know, I'll just read, you know, Corinthians. It's like been there, done that. And we just kind of, and, and it's like, here's, you know, why is this, who is that? Why is she, her name there? And uh, it's to me, it's like, she's saved. That's why she's there. I'm like, oh, no other, nothing else? No, she just believed, and I put her in the book. And um, it's like, okay, is she, you know, cross-reference, look up Google, uh, demerits, where is she at? That's it, right there. It's the only thing that matters, and I hope that you realize that. Today, let's all stand, we're out of time, our heads are bowed and our eyes closed, and and maybe today, like I mentioned, you're here and you're not saved. You don't know the Lord is your personal Savior. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I said, well, maybe you'd pray and you'd consider having somebody to talk to you. And you say, that's me. I would like to have somebody talk to me uh, about salvation. I'm not sure where I'm going to go when I die, Pastor. And I, I really, um, I'm concerned about that. And, uh, and I'd like some prayer and somebody to help me. If that's you, you, you just raise your hand up where you are and you put it right back down and just say, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Uh, and would somebody be able to help me with that today? Anybody liked it at all? I'm not sure. I'll just be honest before God. I'm not sure. All right, Christian, um, are you distracted? Uh, are all the things you're doing in your life just completely, you know, set aside from the will of God and the plan of God for your life? When's the last time you just thanked him that your name's in the Lamb's book of life? Uh, and, uh, and just realize that the most important thing uh, in my life is my most greatest possession the greatest possession in my life is my salvation. And just thank him for it today. Would you do that? As the panel begins to play, uh, if God spoke into your heart, just uh, maybe thank him. Thank him for um, saving you. You weren't, you weren't looking for him. And uh, he rung your bell and you got saved just like he did mine in 1987. And, and, um, and I always thought, what's my life going to look like? What's going to happen? And, you know, uh, will I be honorably remembered? And, you know, and then I, I think of, you know, how God's placed me in a, I mean, we don't have salvation decisions upon salvation decisions uh, in this area. And I think, man, you know, am I failing the Lord? Is it, you know, what am I doing? And, and um, but you know what? There's been some how be it's that have gotten saved and, and, uh, and God's doing a work. And I'm thankful that he saved me. I'm thankful he's saving people. And God's, God saved some, you know, miracles and some somebodies. God saved just obscure, you know, just everyday average Joes and um, all across the spectrum. The most important fact of your life and the only one that matters for eternity is that you're saved. 